Welcome to another edition of the Nightly Nuge, and what a special week we're having. Uh, welcome again, obviously, Ted and uh, Dr. Oz. Uh, welcome. You bet, guys. What a great opportunity to get truth, logic, and common sense out to we the people. Thank you, everybody, for all your support. And be sure you spread the word to get all your friends and neighbors, people at church and school, at the workplace, everybody in your life to tune into Nightly News because this is the kind of expose, this is the kind of deep, deep digging that is necessary to experiment in self-government. And Dr. Oz is holding nothing back, and I still believe he's the right guy. And so does Donald Trump believe he's the right guy. You know, uh, Ted, we got an interesting email to the Nightly News this week, and it said every person running for a major office in America ought to have to sit next to Ted Nugent be critiqued. And and you know what? There's not a lot of them, Dr. Oz, that would have the courage to sit there because Ted, you know, he's going to tell you what he thinks. And, you know, hosting this show along with him, it's it's always entertaining to get his thoughts. And so I appreciate you coming and being very candid Right now around the kitchen tables, uh, you know, we've got all these uh, people call them soccer moms, but I just call them moms. You know, these are moms and really dads that are concerned about their kids want to get your take on education, uh, comments on critical race theory being taught in school, um, transgenderism. We mentioned that a little bit earlier. The Department of Justice now listing parents that come and speak at school boards as domestic terrorists. And then safety is another big issue uh, around the, you know, the family supper table these days. That includes what's going on down at the southern border, safety in our towns and cities, um, and something that Ted talks about all the time. He likes to call it engineered recidivism, that we just don't punish wrongdoers. We let them out, look the other way, and they do it again. Kind of a long-winded way to throw some topics out there, but uh, talk to the uh, suburban parents in your state. These are critical for all parents, even if they're not in the suburbs. And as you know, Pennsylvania's got a, a lot of rural areas. We've got a lot of urban areas and a lot of areas in between. So let's talk about education in general. That's the main thing we hand to our kids that empowers them to live to their full ability. And we have fallen short on that dramatically worse this decade than in prior decades. And I've gone around and I've spent a lot of time working in education. We've got a kids foundation that my wife, Lisa, who you know, who's out there gossiping with Shemaine about us. I can hear him laughing about it at they our can expense. Fix, they can fix all these issues. The two right, exactly. But we have a foundation. We've raised about $80 million called Health Corps to help kids become world experts on their bodies and to develop a little bit of mental resilience and toughness. So I've looked at the school systems. Here's the fundamental reality. We are not teaching our kids reading and writing, civic courses, the basic tools that you need to survive as an adult in America. Instead, we got off track and have allowed our public school systems to dabble in things that they don't have a lot of expertise in, but make it doctrine. Critical race theory and gender studies are two examples of that, but there's more coming down the pike at us. So what should we do? And let's talk about what the risks are of some of the current approaches. First off, every child going to school should be nurtured and loved, but it's their parents who love them more than anybody else. So the parents and their values are mission critical. They must be reflected in the school systems. And if you don't think your kids are being well-treated, well-educated, or in general you have concerns, the money that we're all paying for education should follow the kids and they should be able to pull those kids up, put them in a parochial school, homeschool, charter school, you find something. Now I've visited charter schools all over Pennsylvania and I'll tell you something that's gonna shock you. They cost 75 cents and a dollar of a public school. So they're cheaper, they save wow. you money. They provide a much higher graduation rate. 
the teachers there are often the public school teachers who didn't like the bureaucracy. They actually came over. The physical plants, brand new, pristine in general. But here's the part that gets me. The reason most parents in, for example, Philadelphia send their kids to charter schools is they're safer. Their kids aren't going to get raped, bullied, beaten up, or murdered. And that happens. It It happens. happens. And which takes me to, well, I'll I'll come back to criminal justice issues because the murder rate in Philadelphia, all-time high. Well, on education, we just saw that people are, young people are graduating from Philadelphia schools that cannot read. They have a diploma. They can't read. Terrible. That's that's cruelty. And they're passed along and penalized. Then they paid the ultimate price. Now, while they should be teaching all these other elements of practicality in life again how to do arithmetic and get through the day they're being indoctrinated into thinking about our country as an irrevocably uh an uncontrollably stained entity mm. that because of that must be broken down torn asunder so they can be rebuilt our society with their toxic ideology and i don't think we're irredeemably stained I don't believe we should be torn asunder, and I definitely don't want their bad ideas, which are generally Marxist, the basis of which we will rebuild American society. Now, I know that hurts some feelings, but we got to say what we see. And our children are, deserve what we had, which is a understanding of what our country represents, this incredible experiment based on a piece of parchment 250 years old that only lives because we defend it and say what we see around it. And when we do this right, we turn out wonderful civic society. That's what fundamental conservatism about is about turn out fully formed human beings who know how to pass it on to, to thrive in their own right. We're doing the opposite. The gender issue is especially sensitive for me because I don't want young children indoctrinated in a way that will irre- irreversibly harm them. And when you take a five or a six or seven year old child who you would not teach calculus to, but you think they can comprehend incredibly complex gender concepts, and now you begin to embrace and endorse whimsical ideas they have about complex sexual issues, like if a son's walking in his mom's shoes, it doesn't mean anything. 85% of the time, kids who say they're transgender, forget everybody else, just the ones that say they're transgender, they'll go back to their biologic sex. But the people who did that research, Ted, they're canceled. They've been removed from academia, people dismiss them, they won't talk to them, they're not, it reminds me of COVID. And now instead, we've got woke individuals hurting our children. We have states that are divided now. We've got New Jersey, which says every fifth and uh, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old must be taught this stuff. And in Florida, you're not allowed to teach this stuff. And I say to myself, as an American, I get to decide that for the thing I love the most in the world, which is my children. Now, let's move on for one second, because you asked the question about safety, because that's also a debt we have to our kids. Right. We have a contract with society. I pay my taxes, I obey the law, I be a good citizen. The government protects me. Supposed to. My borders, they, well, they, that's the deal, they have to. If you no longer protect my borders, which define a nation, we have no contract anymore. Right. So why do I care about you? We have a porous border with Mexico, which is basically a cartel-run human trafficking operation. Yes. And it's running drugs. We had 100,000 people die from fentanyl overdose last year. That's four times more. Chemical warfare yeah. by our own government's authorization. And this Chinese fentanyl, by the way, which four times more people died from that than from COVID under the age of 50. And I'm thinking, this is not a humanitarian effort. You're creating a humanitarian crisis by encouraging people to fall prey to cartels who are making money off the back of all of us. Then they get rid of Title 42, which makes it impossible to send people back because they might have COVID. The airlines, I flew to get to you, right? I had to wear a mask. Oh, police, hospitals, we have COVID rules still in place, yet there's none at the border. What are you talking about? The average American says, I've had it. That's it. 
I'm out of here. I, I've lost confidence in my government. So what that creates is a much bigger crisis, which we'll get to, I know, because we're together all week, but we have to restore the world's confidence in America because we're the role model. We're the North Star. Let me paint it for you. My show's in 100 countries like you are. We have two, two models of government. We got American uh, you know, democracy, which, which creates a capitalistic, successful economy, and we got China which is a real existential threat. They've got a surveillance state, communist, one-size-fits-all, authoritarian approach with an economy that works. So the world's got two choices. And I travel and these guys say, please save America. And I say, well, I want to save America, but why do you care? And they say, because when we fight here in Singapore, we look at America and we say, you guys, you guys figured it out. Yeah. Somehow you worked it out. So we can follow you. If you made it work, we can copy you. But if we falter, if America falls and trips and only China is left, that's what will dominate the world. Guys, this is not just for the soul of Pennsylvania that I'm campaigning. This is for the soul of America. This is for the soul of the world. That's why it's such an honor to be with you because that's the stake here, guys, which is why it's worth whatever it takes to make sure you're heard. We get that all the time in the nightly news. You have people from New Zealand and Australia, like I said, France and Spain right. and Germany and, and Ireland is all around the world. And the, the basic statement I hear all the time, Mehmet, Ted, what have you guys done? We look to America as a flicker of hope that even though we don't have a constitution and we live under the thumb of dictators and tyrants for all practical purposes, that's why no great rock and roll songs were ever written by Spanish kids is because they don't have that unleashed freedom and defiance and that, that uppityness, that spirit of individualism and independence. And that, that may sound oversimplistic, but believe oh, no, me, no, no. they that's don't right. have a Chuck Berry. Yeah. They're not allowed to think like that. They're not allowed to think like Ted Nugent, much less speaker, and make music and make musical statements and lyrics like Ted Nugent. But we hear it from all around the world. We look to America as a hope that someday we might get a freedom based on a constitutional republic where individuals matter and everybody has their own individual dream. And I don't mean to be mean-spirited, but there is an American dream where you pursue yes. your wildest adventures, your wildest ideas, and the man in the arena, you stumble, but you get back up. That doesn't exist in Germany. It, it, there's not a German dream. And no. I, I, there's great people in Germany. We have people watching right now from Germany, and I love you, my buddy Michael, and people that come over from Germany and Ireland to see the Ted Nugent tour every year. We sit down and we talk, and they're very emotional. They go... You know, I see what back with with Obama and back with Clinton, they're going, you know, you're losing your freedoms. I see you're losing your rights and he wants to take away this right and this freedom. And so right now, under the Biden administration, it's palpable. Yeah. People are looking at us and they're going, what have you let happen? So when Dr. Oz articulates that he's aware of this, and that he has answers to remedy this. My friends in Pennsylvania, please know that I wouldn't endorse Dr. Oz flippantly or casually. What he is articulating is the heart and soul of people in the asset column, people who try their hardest and put their heart and soul into being the best that they can be. And that's still alive and well, yeah. but it's like these forces of Marxism and ultra-liberalism in the Democrat Party, they're against those instincts. They're against energy independence or energy dominance. They're against private property rights. They're against 
the man in the arena, the entrepreneurial stumbler that gets back up. So what Dr. Oz represents is the Pennsylvania that I know. It's the America that I know. So thank you for being here and thank you for articulating that because that's a pulse that I witness every day from the best of the best. I have just one follow-up, doctor. Do you realize that if you would have said exactly what you said to Ted and I today at a school board meeting and the Department of Justice would put you on a terrorist watch list. So when you get to Washington, D.C. as a senator representing Pennsylvania, what are you going to do to protect we the people from that type of government overreach? First Amendment applies to school board meetings. It applies to people who love their kids and should be allowed to speak to that very reality. It applies to us censoring way beyond issues that we would normally think are irrelevant. Like, can I say something on Twitter? I can take it off. I'll post a video on TikTok and someone without telling me why will take it down. And this is basically because that's the that's the public market, right? That's the town hall these days. Nowadays, I should be able to speak on that medium as a senator from Pennsylvania. I'll be a a fundamentalist when it comes to the U.S. Constitution. And the the Ten Amendments are there. They're not just hints, right? Those aren't just, you know, they're just clues. They're actually there. Our God-given rights that our formers and framers gave to us. So I'm not abdicating any of those. And I, I want parents in schools saying exactly what they're worried about because how else can you have honesty if the people who love the product, the kids the most, can't speak to it? Otherwise, it's going to be chattel taking care of our kids. And we don't want that. That's not what America is. And I'm going to, if I don't mind, leave you with one idea. I played football in college, as you know. And you get a little nervous before the games. By the way, Herschel Walker and I were doing an event together in Pittsburgh. And uh, he was Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy winner. It's a very different kind of football. But we were both agreeing that before a game, most people are a little nervous. I'd always wait for the last word of the national anthem. It's home of the brave. And I would say, Ted, we're free people. Why isn't it home of the free? Except it doesn't rhyme, of course. You know that as a lyricist. But I, I've struggled with that for a while. And I now know exactly how important that phrasing is. Sure. You can't be free if you're not brave. Bingo. They're trying, when I say they, it's not just an amorphous group. People who have lost confidence in America and need to be reminded of our uniqueness, of American exceptionalism, we all have to be brave to take that. Everyone watching right now, the reason that you're successful is not because you're necessarily more talented. You have got a lot of talents, but you're brave. You use those talents in ways that many who had those talents didn't use them. I think that's what we have to remind ourselves of. If we don't bravely stick up for the things we really care about in America, we don't deserve to have America. You know what? I appreciate your comments uh, today on the Constitution. Obviously, Ted and I both, we call ourselves, you know, constitutionalists. And I think if you're in Pennsylvania and you share those beliefs, you'll be very pleased to hear that Dr. Oz does as well. Um, Tomorrow, doctor, you mentioned uh, the Constitution. I want to talk to you a little bit. Ted and I want to throw some topics out at you about, uh, you know, the recent uh, Supreme Court nominee. I'd like to get your opinions on uh, Supreme Court packing. And basically hear the Dr. Oz State of the Union and let the people of Pennsylvania know why you, why now? You come back tomorrow night and join us? I'm ready. Doctor's call. Well, if you come back tomorrow night, we'll have another edition of The Nightly Nuge. See you all tomorrow. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Dr. Oz.